0: It's the Paul Patterson and Tom Scaling Podcast Show. They're talking the walk and not about slappy, slappy joes. So,
1: talk and walk, talk, talk and walk. Talk and walk, talk, talk and walk. Talk and walk, talk, talk and walk, talk, talk and walk show. Two. Welcome back to Talking the Walk. This is episode 19. <clears throat> Walt Disney, and I am Paul Patterson, and I'm Lee Nelson. Yeah, there we go. That's your turn. That's your turn. So um, we are uh, guest host number. Well, still the same guest host, but second time being on. Um, and, and basically, what it boils down to is 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 it's a busy time of year for everybody. You know, yourself included. You know, you just finished up a, a sophomore game at home tonight and uh cal's got soccer he's got football <clears throat> he's got everything else that's going on and so it just worked out for us to uh to get an episode in here tonight and you know of course we don't want to keep our fans waiting so that's part of the reason so thank you for jumping on and and joining in give the fans what they want a little more lee nelson that's right, right. Yeah. that's right <clears throat> so as normal you know uh, again thank you to uh to jake brown for the original music and bailey bishop for the original artwork and- Stanley for the work that he does with us for social media on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, fact checker, Joe Martin. Resident fact checker, Joe Martin. And then eventually our marketing that, that sometime is going to happen with, uh, with Jeff Gravy. I'd like to know what Jeff Gravy is going to do. That talked T-shirts. That's what he. That's the first thing he said. He's talked T-shirts. And, huh. and he's going to have to look at copyright um, infringements with some of the things that we have going on with you know some of the things that we're doing so we'll see what happens hey he's got to do his homework then <laughs> yeah and i don't care if he's going to be in charge of it then i'm not going to worry about it he can handle it right perfect what is it that from our last episode that we did together know your role know your role oh, yeah yeah and i know my role and it doesn't involve marketing in this case and apparently Graby's role does involve marketing well it will Currently, it involves him coaching football. Yeah. Which none of so the the time empire. There. He, oh, there was a shot. <clears throat> um, podcast confessional. I've got, uh, I got three of them. Are you ready? First, I can't wait. I struggle with sinks that are on the outside of bathrooms. Like there's one at Eastview. You know, where you have to wash your hands outside the restroom? Oh, yes, yes. There, it's the same thing out It <clears throat> There's one at Lakewood that's that way. And I just, I struggle with that. Why? Well, I don't want you judging me on how I'm washing my hands. Am I washing my hands properly or not? I, I wash my hands the way I wash my hands, and I don't need anybody judging me. And it seems like there's a huge opportunity for me to be judged when I am washing my hands outside the bathroom.
0: Especially this day and age where washing your hands is now like most important thing to do in the world. Like we used to just be able to throw a little water on there and now you're supposed to sing songs while you do it. So it lasts 20 seconds.
1: Like I I get what you're saying. So um, washing your hands is so important that that was one of the first things that Norwalk kids had to do that first Monday that we came back to school um, after the summer was they had to watch a video on how to wash their hands. So I I don't know where you're at. I don't know if that bothers you at all, but I am not a fan of the uh, sink being on the outside of the bathroom. It's better than the toilets being on the outside of the bathroom. I wouldn't go to the bathroom. Ever? No. I, I, I would just dehydrate myself so much that I would not do any, any bathroom breaks. <laughs> needed. It just wouldn't happen. I am not Tom Scallon. Does he go to the bathroom anywhere? Is that yes? been in the coaches, have you been in the coach's locker room? Yeah, it's some great memories in there. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm just, just saying, yes, I think he's comfortable. Steve Andrews not comfortable. Hmm. Yeah, but he's exactly. not comfortable doing anything. Yeah, could be. That's fair. That's fair, Steve. So, second podcast confessional. Um. So we decided, Christy and I. Well, Christy decided and I agreed. Um. You know how that goes. That we were going to go to yeah. Ames this weekend. So we saw that. We go to, oh, yeah, you did. It was on, was it on Facebook? That's weird. Uh, I pretty much know everything about your life through Christy on Facebook, yes. Or Snapchat. Yeah, yep. That's accurate. Um, So we get to Ames, and we are going to buy a bang energy drink for Jake. He wants, he wants, and I can't even remember what kind it was. So we go to Casey's. Have to go to the bathroom. So I go in and most of the time when you have the, the separate, so it's the older cases and you have the separate bathrooms, it is men on the left, women on the right. So I don't look, I go in, I go to the bathroom. It's the single, single stone, lock the door. I come out and Christy is standing there waiting. And I'm like, so you must be done like looking for, for the bang energy drink or whatever. And she's like, no, I was waiting to use the bathroom and I couldn't figure out who went in there. Why were you in the women's bathroom? I'm like, I don't I don't know why I was in the women's bathroom. I just know that I turned left, went in, never read the sign. And she's like, was there a urinal in there? Well, no, there wasn't a urinal in there. Was there not? Was that not a clue that maybe you were in the wrong bathroom? No, I didn't even think anything of it. I just thought it was the the toilet so i went to the bathroom washed my hands they came out
0: is it just a one seater though yeah
1: yep yeah, yeah. And, well, i mean if there's just
0: a one seater there's
1: not going to be a urinal yeah but still at the end of the day um i was in the women's bathroom at casey's and ames and had zero clue that i was in there thank goodness it was the it was a one person with the and, think, lock on the and, and thank goodness that the sink was inside of the bathroom <laughs> very true very true i wouldn't i would have struggled with that I might've waited until we went somewhere else to use the restroom. My last one, which is just a, a, a little bit of an interesting one. Um, so I had a phone call on Saturday, just some IFCA updates. And it is amazing, and I don't know how much I talked about it in the, in the spring, but during the quarantine time, how much IFCA stuff I did. There was just a lot of things going on. There was a lot of meetings with the with the association and the IFCA, and then just the IFCA. And I realized that when I made that when that phone call happened on Fri on Saturday, I haven't really had to do much for IFCA. There it's been kind of on the back burner and unintentionally. I mean, it's not like I'm not doing what I should be doing with it. It just it was it dawned on me that you know it's amazing that when football is actually going on, um, people's focus seems to be on their own school and their own team and their own job, as opposed to focusing on everything else. So I thought that was really good. And um, we, ha- we have some IFCA things coming up here that we're gonna, have to, we're gonna have to get done. And I don't know when that's gonna happen, but um, right now, I haven't had, haven't had to do much with it. Are you
0: hopping in tonight? That's good. Yeah, I actually, tonight? I got one actually. Yeah, it happened today. Uh, Excellent. You talked about the dentist a few Ooh. episodes yeah. ago. Uh, I kind of have similar feelings uh, for just the doctor Um, and I've been, I've been to the doctor, you know, like for physicals and stuff like that, doesn't really bother (laughs) me. Uh, But this, this will kind of, it probably will shock you. The last time I've been to the doctor because I was sick was February of
1: 1997. So the only time you go to the doctor is when you're healthy.
0: (laughs) Right. Or to prove that I'm healthy. Okay. You know? So, <laughs> so I had to go to the allergy doctor today. Ooh. And and I've been I've been to the allergy doctor. I was I was young. I always had environmental some environmental allergies <sighs> or food. You know, which way okay. Which way are you going? So when I was a kid, and I went, they told me it was environmental. Basically, um, cat hair, dust mites. They said I was allergic to. Well, and you own two cats. Yeah, and I've had cats my entire life. Yeah, and I certainly live in dust.
1: You, you tried to get rid of one of them over the weekend, but it, it, she didn't listen
0: to you. I know. I just wanted her to jump. It was time. It was her time. So anyway, I went to the allergy doctor today. And again, like kind of just stresses me out. You know, I go in there and, you know, you got to get your blood pressure taken. All You know, like they're really elementary things that just scare me. And I haven't had to, again, I have not had to go in to the doctors have had a problem for a long time. So went in there and I actually, she thinks that I'm actually not allergic to anything and that I am just the type of person that breaks out in hives because I do. So that's what I learned today. So it actually ended up being very simple. It was like half hour. I did have to get some blood drawn. Not a big fan of that. Me either. either. the, The nurse told me I have good veins though. So this would be pretty easy. So it it was, I still don't like, I didn't look, you know, I,
1: that's way over my head. That's just too much for me. So you're very vascular, right? Isn't that, wouldn't that be the proper term? Sure. So you went in because you had hives? Yeah, I've had been getting them for the last couple months. But not, not rubbing your eyes, not sneezing, not not anything like that. So no, never been a problem. I have
0: basically gone 15 years without having a hive and now I get them. So she says, stress does not help. And I feel like I'm maybe a little bit more stressed with everything going on than I normally am. So Sure.
1: And, I mean, and this year, probably more so than a normal year.
0: Right. Right. Because it's just being reactive about everything, which is hard. Yeah. So anyway, my confessional, I am very appreciative of doctors, uh, but I,
1: I am not going there. Like, I I don't like it. As proven. Yeah. By by your nineteen ninety seven last visit. Yep. Strep throat, fifth grade. Last time From I've been a, to the doctor. Fifth grade. <laughs> From a sickness standpoint. Yeah. From a healthy standpoint. Hey, tell me, you know, I gotta get a physical for work, so I gotta get that taken yep. care of. Take care of that for me. Yeah, I've done that. And and yeah, take the girls girls to the doctor. hmm yeah. Go to the doctor to have a baby. Yeah, I did not like that
0: either. Yeah. I you did didn't do like it, but that.
1: but Misty did, but at least
0: you yeah, I was when, when we had Bennett, the, the doctors were far more concerned with me than, than Misty. Like the lady kept, you need to eat. I'm like, I don't need to eat. I'm just going to drink coffee. No. I'm like, fine. I'll have four saltine crackers. Then I'm calling that good. And chew on your fingers. Yeah. 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 Nervous all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, it happens. It happens. Any, anything else from the confession? You don't, can, can we talk just for a second? I'm the same. I don't like giving blood. No. Don't like it. The, the crazy part is, is that I'm fine getting a shot. I can handle getting a shot. I can handle most anything. I can handle bleeding. <laughs> Giving blood just, gosh, that bothers me a great deal. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty
0: sure that the needles that I get shots with are twice as long as everybody else's. Like, I look over and it's like, that thing is going to go through my arm. Please don't
1: don't hit me with that. Maybe it's based on your height. So at six four or six five, whatever. Whatever. What do you have in the Wartburg? Uh,
0: um, that roster? I was. I was six four and a half when I got my height done today. Okay,
1: so six four and a half. Maybe they go. Maybe they go with a thirteen inch needle. Yeah, well, they, it's definitely longer. I'm pretty sure. Has to be. Um, so feedback. I think the very first thing. Need to talk about is we are now averaging over 100 listens per episode. So I was I was pretty excited about that, and that was a that was a I think a fairly big milestone for us, um, you know, as, as as far as that goes. So we're over 1,800 listens at this point in time, you know, and obviously some of our episodes have much more than than the others, but overall 100 listens an episode, and I think that's a pretty big. One. So as soon as we were done uploading this episode last tuesday dennis bura sent me his bitmoji within minutes of it being posted and i don't remember how quickly we listened you know i talked about the bitmojis Mm -hmm. and so i sent back um eh on his bitmoji i just i I don't know where you're at with bitmojis yeah but it's not fair (laughs) your bitmoji is like cheating
0: like you have such a distinct like flat top look that like it's your bitmoji is seriously like a picture of yourself so like so you judge because you look like somebody somebody created a bitmoji the traits and you happen to like check all the boxes so it's not fair You're, you're being awfully judgy because
1: I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I'm being judgy. I just want to know what you see. You know what I mean? I want to see you, you, how you see yourself through your Bitmoji. I want to know what makes you think that that looks like you. That's what I'm trying to go with. But everything's so common about how most people look, except again,
0: you have like this distinct. It's the hairstyle, honestly. It's the well, it's, well it's just the like flat we talked with the, in the, the facial bold. hair.
1: Yes. All of that, yeah. So I sent my Bitmoji back to Dennis. Is this your Bitmoji? That was his question back, and I, I couldn't tell if there was a heavy dose of sarcasm or if that was real. But I was like, yeah, that's. Um, I thought it was funny. Yeah, you could you could use your you could use your
0: Bitmoji as your school picture every year, and like it would work.
1: Uh, <laughs> or on my driver's license.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's no different. There's no difference. What is your thought on Bitmojis? They're, they're fun to have. Like, I mean, I never would have thought I would be like a like I want to create a Bitmoji guy and I would never guess you would be a, I want to create a Bitmoji guy, but <laughs> I felt like I, I mean, had to,
1: I was pressured into it. Peer pressure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure you just uploaded a picture and it shot out your Bitmoji. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did create it. side note for everybody. Um, heard back from Cri- Brad Griswell <laughs> is his big thing. Um, he likes hearing behind the scenes stuff, you know, and, and obviously I think Scallon at one point in time had, you know, somebody was complaining that we had, you know, gone through every day of the week as to what we do and stuff. And they're like, good grief. I don't want to hear any of that. And why do you have so many things to do? And Brad just likes hearing, you know, what we do. And, and, you know, obviously the last one was Alan Iverson. And we talked about practice, talking practice and the reason. Um, you know, why we do some of the things that we do and how we come up with some of the things that we're, we're doing in practice and, and all of that. He thought that was good. Um, Jake Brown informed me that uh, he, he ratted out Brandon Schmitz. Brandon Schmitz uh, complained at Jake Brown that he felt like we were calling out special teams for our loss um, against Indianola um, in the last podcast. And so he was, uh, I'm not sure what the proper term was, venting. Maybe that's the most politically correct. He was venting to Jake Brown that he felt as though we were, we were blaming our loss on special teams. And I feel like we were just talking about the game, you know, and some of the things that we would have liked to have had back. Well, Brandon's fairly sensitive on the special teams. <laughs>
0: like, like, let's be honest. I mean, I remember being on staff. Like, there was not a more fun segment to make fun of uh, than Brandon. You know, because he'll get some days he is, he's gun shy. And then the next one, he fakes every single punt. That's true. That's very true. He faked how many straight punts in the state championship game? Uh, Three. And. No, two, just two. Two, two. And
1: they were both pretty good.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they both worked. Yeah. Yeah. The issue was the two penalties that came with them. Yeah, I'll, yeah, that well, the one penalty, that was. Correct. First one was incorrect. That was a bad call. Yeah. Bad call. Yeah. Um, and then the last person we heard from, you know, again, not, not very much feedback, on and it. it's tough to feedback on that, but um, Jeff Grady, and his big thing was talking about he, he was in a very unique situation this year where, where the whole line, both offense and defense, was quarantined. So to start football, all he had was all the skill position kids. So how do you run a practice with that, you know, with no line? And so he he had to get very creative with uh, um, with that. And so he said they ju- they just went back to the basics, you know, as far as what they did and what they focused on. There wasn't a whole lot of scheme; um, it was just a lot of individual, a lot of fundamentals. So that was a, that was interesting. So that was it for for feedback. Again, not very much, but you know, we we uh, we appreciate anybody that wants to give us feedback. And you know, we've got a few things today, and we'll talk more about that here in just a little bit. But we'll move on to uh, high school sports and. For us, you know, last week, and for you, both in Warren County, really rainy week. Um, And we had a a middle school game that we had to be out of the stadium on Thursday. And I thought that we handled being out back on Thursday fairly well. And that was our first trip out back for us, um, which typically is not a very good practice, but we ran through our script on Thursday. and, And so it was just a little, it was interesting with how rainy it was. You know, we hadn't had rain forever. And then it was all week. Um, and a few games got moved, you know, from uh, being able to play on the grass and and tried to get to a turf field that was open, and and we were fortunate enough to play at a turf field on Friday, so it worked out okay for us. Yeah, the
0: the opponent we played last week, I'll say that. So we, we played Western Dubuque, and I would say I got asked two questions quite frequently all week. How did you get Western Dubuque? That's a good yeah. one to answer for us too. Yeah, and how did you get them to come here? Yeah, also, both great questions. Let's hear it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so basically we had kind of had an idea that Des Moines Public Schools weren't going to be able to play. So we tried to to work- And you had Lincoln scheduled. Right, Lincoln was on the 11th and we have Roosevelt, or supposed to have Roosevelt this Friday. So very early on in the process, we got the, this Friday worked out with Urbandale. Like if this doesn't happen, we'll play each other at our place. So the the 11th proved to be a little tougher. Um, there were a couple teams in the area uh, that we chose not to play. There was one team in the area that we thought we were going to play. Had a game lined up, right? Email lined up to play this team. Um, they essentially went radio silent for consecutive days couldn't get a hold of them i called eight hours yeah it was actually 52 hours but if you're counting um so i tried calling i tried texting i emailed um i called the office uh i i did basically anything but send a fax i didn't know if that was still a relevant way of trying to communicate and you didn't drive up there either i did not drive no so so basically it comes down to at 4 15 the day we're playing you guys uh, we don't have a game anymore. So uh, didn't want to put that on our coaches at that point, let them go do their thing. And we can figure this out after the game. At, at this point, you know, we're already kind of behind the eight ball. So talked after the game, here's some teams that may have some openings. So uh, I reached out to Gilbert. They said they weren't going to play at all that week, which is fine. At least they're upfront and honest. I can appreciate that. I also emailed uh, Waterloo West and Linmar, uh, Thinking they probably would play, it just makes sense, and they responded pretty quickly that yeah, we have agreed to play each other if Iowa City's not able to play, um, so at that point we 're like stuck, so I see that Western Dubuque 's open. Um, Coach Kluver and I kind of talked about it a little bit, and who's the you know, athletic director at uh, Western Dubuque? Tyler Lone is his name okay, good guy, good guy, So he actually ended up calling me on Sunday at about noon, and, and we kind of got the the wheels rolling there and um, basically 24 hours later uh, we had a game finalized with them and I asked if we could play at our place since we were supposed to host that day anyway and it ended up working. So, um, you know, there's something to be said for, for them to to make that trip. I mean, 200 miles, you know, on, on kind of short notice, you know, that was, I was very impressed with them to do that. So that was, that was just a, a kind of a cool connection to be able to make, you know, you meet people, you've never met before and you work with people and, you know, you kind of restores a little bit of, of faith and humanity again, that people will be upfront and honest with you. So um, yeah, we ended up uh, playing Western Dubuque, which is probably, you know, I'm not saying the last time, but definitely the first and, and most likely, I mean, to have that happen again would be, I'd say very low percentage. And they had a stud running back. They had some, they had some nice, their quarterback was good too. Yeah,
1: well, just the highlights they showed on Channel 5 was the dude yeah. in the backfield. We'd take yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, they have,
0: they have a few guys you'd be like, hmm, those are pretty yeah. nice pieces.
1: He, he was be, a dude.
0: They'll be a nice 3A team by the end of the year for sure. Yeah, well, and,
1: and you know, for our game, we had a, we had a double overtime uh, thriller. You know, we, we, we went 36 all into overtime and lost in double overtime 50 to 49 or 49 to 50 um i hate when you put the lower number first yeah but it's our number no you always
0: put the higher number first i saw you like so we're we're playing basketball yeah you lost 50 to 49 you didn't lose 40 no no
1: no no, no. no. you and i are playing basketball okay give me the score probably 100 to zero but your score first right because you just gave it yeah but what if i'm beating you what if i'm beat what if i hit two threes in a row and i'm up four to nothing Am I up four to nothing or am I up in your world, zero to four? You're up four to nothing. Yeah. I disagree I wholeheartedly with you on
0: it. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, your score I first. You, no, no, not when you post the score. Maybe if I'm checking the ball, I'd say it's zero to four.
1: Your score first.
0: Yeah. if But if just me talking to you, I just think in general, it's gotta be your score first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I'm, I'm always the, the higher number has to be first.
1: Okay. put out a poll,
0: Tyler, put out a poll. Oh, good idea
1: yeah yeah i'm going I'm going so the poll is higher number or, or your, your number, number or yep. your number, okay, mm-hmm. agree anyway, with that so we 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 lost um, you know and of course, there are lots of things we'd like to have back but but for us, um record setting night for our quarterback completions and yards and touchdowns. Um, and then record-setting night for one of our receivers as far as receptions and yards. So, um, you know, our quarterback was responsible for 501 yards of, uh, of offense. And, and so we had, we had three turnovers on offense, which were, were, were significant um, at, at the end of the day. So some things that we've got to work on, you know, and, and I think that probably the biggest thing for us is on a normal year, we're out, you know, 0-3. Is uh, you're, you're not surviving that in the RPI unless you win your district. But we just lost our first district game, so we'd have to win out. Um, it's not a normal year, so 0 3 doesn't doesn't mean that you're not out, you just have to continue to work on being better so you play your best game, your best ball at the end of the game. Um, big games on Friday night were Johnston beat Dowling, and I thought that was what was it, 18 15? Yeah, that was that was quite a and I don't care what anybody says, You you know. You guys lost to them 25 14 mm-hmm. and they beat Valley 22 to nothing. And then you come to this past week and they get beat by Johnston. I was shocked. I, I was see. shocked two weeks in a row with with Dowling beating Valley 22 to nothing and then losing to Johnston. I think there's probably more
0: parity. Uh, and I'm not saying just in class 4A, but it's what I know probably the most. But as, as much parity in Especially Central Iowa, that I can remember
1: in a long time. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you even go to to Ankeny, um, losing to Waukee. That was a big game, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I I thought Waukee had a chance to be pretty special this year. And and not saying that Waukee doesn't have a chance, but um, and then you know, does the kid from. Kansas City get to play this week, and I think he does. I think he's back. So what does that do, Frankie?
0: Yeah, well, I def- uh, he'll definitely be playing week seven when Indianola
1: rolls into town. I'll guarantee you that. Um, and then Harlan beat Glenwood. You know, that was a big game in that district over there. Uh, this week, i, I got to be honest with you, Valley Southeast Polk. I, I, I'm going to do a little comparative uh, comparability score here with with Southeast Polk and Valley, you know, because where does Southeast Polk stack up? I think they're, they're one of the better teams here in, in Central Island. Well, let's see what they got. Um, and Matt has done a fantastic job over there. And then Waukee-Dowling is a big game. How does, how does Dowling handle coming back after a loss? And then I had DCG down. Uh, I talked to Coach Heitland, Scott Heitland over the weekend, and, and they're not playing Friday. They're open. You know, they're supposed to play Hoover. And so I had DCG down because I thought they were going to play somebody, and they are they're open. Do you have any other? I, I didn't really see any other big games around here. No, but
0: I, I think to piggyback on your last comment, I think Southeast Polk's the best team
1: in Class Four yeah. A. Well, I mean well, they have a lot of high high level talent. And when is that offensive lineman going to get to play? Sounds like he's a different level dude.
0: Yeah, um, if it, we were on if we were on it. their schedule, he'd probably be eligible
1: to play that week,
0: whenever that would be.
1: But he's, well, good thing you didn't schedule schedule. So yeah, maybe good thing you didn't schedule. <laughs> <laughs> you did a nice job there. Um, and then for yeah. us, you know, and, and again, you can, you can chime in here if you want to talk your own, your own side of things. But, uh, you know, cross country for us has done a fantastic job. Um, they just won the Pella invite, you know, and I think that was the boys and the girls both won it. Um, they've got a big meet tomorrow against Valley, and I think that's some 4A competition, you know, and, and, and us being 4A in both of those, those sports, um, we're going to have to start seeing how we, how we stack up. You know, conference is important. Um, but it, it, it really it comes down to state, and, and uh, we had a we had a 4A competition. I think we finished boys finished force girls six, something like that. So it was a really good um, test for us, and, and we'll see how tomorrow goes. I think it's a big deal. Anything for you cross country?
0: I think our
1: our girls, are at the same? especially, are very very similar. Are you at the same think... meet tomorrow? Valley. No. It's at no, Valley we... Southwoods. No, we don't. I don't remember where we run. Oh, you're hosting a middle school meet tomorrow. I was oh, thinking. No, no, Thursday. Thursday oh, we're Thursday. hosting a middle school meet. Okay, sorry. Um,
0: yeah, we used to go to Valley, but we don't run that meet anymore.
1: Volleyball for us um, had a pretty good week. You know, they, they lost to, uh, they beat Pella Christian here a while ago, and then they lost to Pella last week in five sets, and then they went three and two over the weekend. And, I, you know, I think that's a, that's a pretty good run for them. Um, you know, Jenna's doing a good job. Um, for you, volleyball? I have uh, probably not going
0: to win any awards for the schedule that I have set up for our volleyball team. We are playing a very high end uh, competition level. And, and a lot of that is, is due to the fact that we lost some tournaments on the weekend. Sure. So, really, to pick things up, you know, we went into the CIML and, and gotten a couple triangulars with them. Um, we, we played Waukee and Ankeny Centennial last weekend. Uh, we played Ankeny Centennial and Nevada earlier this this fall and then Nevada stacked. We, just yeah, loaded. We beat we beat them. And then that's, we that's beat, a big win. Um, yeah. And we picked up a couple just varsity only matches on Thursdays this month. On the on the third we played Urbandale, and then we'll play the Ankeny Hawks on on this Thursday. So
1: So what do you do with your lower levels then on those days? Do they just practice or do you define something like
0: that? Yeah, they'll just practice. Okay. You know, we're trying to, yeah, we're trying to find ways to get them involved, but we're able to still host our tournaments on the weekend. So we'll at least get some matches that way. And then obviously conference wise, we'll be able to get them out there then too. Yeah.
1: And I saw you were, you were hosting Saturday. Yeah. Ninth grade tournament on Saturday. Blake Fieldhouse. So that was good. You got your ninth graders in. Um, For sure. And then swimming, you know, we, we, we uh, are joint with Des Moines Lincoln. And so we got three meets in. Uh, won the first two, lost the third, and now we're, we're out. We, we don't have anything going on. So um, good start to the year, you know, as far as being two and one. And they, and they lost by 10 points to uh, a tough Valley team. But now they're sidelined. So who knows when that will, when that will come back. And I don't know what's going to happen there. But do you have anything else for How's your swimming? Uh, That's
0: nice. uh, we've already hosted three swim meets this Holy year.
1: Um,
0: so that, uh, yeah, that kind of comes at you fast. Um, but they're, they're just such a different feel at swim meets now with with the limited spectators. You know, those are usually very loud and like the the energy level is really high and it is uh, 100% different now. There's just not as many people and, you know, it makes a big difference. I mean, that the experience of swim meets, you know, if you've never been to one, they're really fun because they are loud and it's a kind of a small area, but, you know, with everything going on that that's not possible. So that the feel of swim meets are, are much different this year. And it's
1: packed, right? I mean, you're usually, I mean, you're usually over capacity and I know that any fire marshal that listen, listens to us is probably cringing at that comment, but um, there's, there's a chance that you're over your, your capacity because everybody's trying to cram into, to to see.
0: And especially if you have like a a Des Moines Lincoln, you know, with Norwalk and Carlisle, you know, with, with all those schools being, very close. I mean, there are, there's some fun crowds, but it's just different. It's like something you have to almost block out and be like, Hey, this isn't going to be what I remember it as, but at least they're getting to swim. I mean, that's the,
1: that's the important thing. Right. And you know, for us um, we we don't get to swim. So you, and you know, it's, we keep talking to our kids all the time about feeling very fortunate that they get to play a football game or, or support the girls in volleyball or, you know, be happy for the, and we don't get to do a lot of supporting, you know, in, in person of the cross country because of, of when those meets are, but um, just being happy and, and grateful that they can participate. So that wraps up for, uh, wraps up high school sports, you know, as far as uh, that segment goes. And now to the Papa Burger and, and we'll talk why we, why it's, it's Walt Disney, but first I want to go to our non-sponsor and I want to send a special thank you to, to Shields. For being our non-sponsor and this kind of hits close to the, I won't say close to the heart, but at least close to home for you. You know, I used to sling shoes at
0: Shields back in the day. Um, Two years I was going to Drake and uh, yeah, I- I Living in Norwalk,
1: your first stint in Norwalk.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, making that trip to to Shields, uh, I either was a really good salesman or I just (laughs) hid in the back. Depends what kind of mood I was in. Like, do I want to make extra money today or not? And I'm sure that drove them crazy, but it probably drove them even more crazy that I didn't shave every single day that I came to work. That's one of the big things at Shields, no facial hair except above your lip. So you could have a mustache, but man, I, I remember
1: you could have, could you have, could you
0: have cheek like up here? Like, yeah, I mean, if you could grow hair, I don't know if I could do that, but could you grow hair there?
1: I mean, if you could, could you have it there because it's above,
0: yeah i mean yeah technically yeah i mean you can have eyebrows and stuff
1: nose hair going crazy
0: yeah i so basically they said like you have to be clean shaven well i mean anybody that's ever tried to shave every single day of their life I mean, the skin gets a little sensitive you know and i remember like putting my hand over my my mouth when they the managers (laughs) would walk in because i was like oh boy i haven't shaved in like three or four days And I remember one of the assistant managers came up to me and said, hey, we have a a razor that you can use if you're not going to shave at home. And I was like, all right, here's the deal. Would you rather have me sell shoes with a little bit of facial hair or with like 8,000 little tiny tissues on my (laughs) neck dripping blood on somebody's feet? So I get where you're coming from, but let's be realistic here. I'm... Whether or not I am clean shaven is not going to make me a better or worse shoe salesman. What's going to make me better or worse is if I feel like selling shoes today, not if I shaved. And the response back was, next time you come to work, make sure you shave. <laughs> noted, noted. And,
1: and I think it's also important for, for some of our listeners who don't know who you are. Um, it's not like you're, you've got red or um, blonde Hair that, yeah. that you know, it's peach fuzzy. You are, it, it's dark, yeah, so very noticeable.
0: You know, I mean, you yeah. know, and, and I know, I mean, again, I wasn't like trying to pull a fast one, it was mostly for comfortability, and I wasn't comfortable shaving every
1: single day. Oh, I am. I, I, there is zero chance that I ever want to apply for a job at Shields, and then for whatever reason, if I want to go work at Shields, I am never getting a job there because I refuse. I'm not okay. shaving. No, I. I. But a pretty awesome company. I mean, they got it going on for sure. Good non-sponsored well, by you. Let's talk about let's just for just for a moment because you know and we can put a plug in for two putt podcast. You know the the mm-hmm. number, Iowa's number one golf podcast. Correct. Um, that you are a a co- We talked about this last time. Are you a yeah. co-host? Yeah, I think co. Co-host with with your two buddies. And how many pairs of shoes between the two of you, just you and Brian, um, do you have from Shields? Because didn't you work with him at Shields? Yeah, he, yeah for a little bit. Um, he was at
0: the one in Cedar Falls first. Okay. He, has, he has infinite more shoes than I do. I mean, I liked shoes, um, but really I only got the ones that I would win for free because it's pretty okay. easy as a college kid to spend all of your money back into the place you're working for. Because the the discount's great, it's 50%.
1: Holy right? cow.
0: It's, well, it's actually like 45%, but-, but um, still. Yeah, I mean, to, to look at that $100 pair of shoes and be like, man, I get that for 55 bucks. Oh, it's just one pair. And then all of a sudden it's two and three. But they were really good about trying to motivate us to sell by saying, if you sold this number of this certain type of brand, you get a free pair. Okay, at that point, I'll get out on the sales floor and see if I can't earn myself a free pair of shoes or two.
1: Whether I'm dripping blood on somebody's feet or not, I'm out and I'm selling because I'm getting a free pair of shoes. Now, did you oh. get to pick whatever pair of shoes you wanted then out of that brand? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Other so than me not right shaving brand, and never working there.
0: Yeah. It was, it was an awesome deal. Like I said, smart to get somebody like me to,
1: to get out there and push some shoes. Yeah. well, and, and obviously, Shields has got it going on because they continue to grow. You know? Well, they were one of the essential
0: businesses you know, <laughs> when this true. whole thing was going on. They never had to close because they yeah. sell everything. They do sell
1: everything, including fudge. And dog food. Yep, home decor. Yeah, they sell yeah. everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so thanks to Shields for being a non-sponsor. And I thought, you know, we, I had a different one and, and we'll come back to the one that I had originally planned. But when, when you became um, guest host, there was no doubt I was throwing something in there for you. Um,
0: when do you think um, the Lights Off Tennis Ball throw will be a non-sponsor? Oh, I don't even know what it's called.
1: I don't know. Well, we have a name for something similar to it, but, but I don't know that we can say that. And, and Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about.
0: I think yeah. this is like the – it was like that game like on steroids, though.
1: Yeah, well, it would be, it would be no different than us having Atlas Ball as a, yeah as a non-sponsor. So we'll have to we'll have to come up with a name for it. I don't know what the proper name of it is. It was duck. Steve Andrews called duck close (laughs) close to retiring. Yeah, what that move was. So Papa Burger, why is this called Walt Disney? Well, in 1955, Walt Disney opened his first theme park, and so we're going to talk about themes and and kind of the transformation in in Norwalk football as to how that how that happened and, and where we were and what we what we went to, you know, for many many years we begin every practice with what the theme of the week is. And, and we usually have a quote, quote of the day that, that ties into that theme. And really, and, and I, I'm going back to 2014, we had, I am a warrior on the back of our shirt um, for camp. And that was really the last time that we had just kind of a, just a saying that really didn't have much meaning to it. And now, you know, from 2015 on, we have, and I can't, I can't pinpoint what caused this shift, but in 2015, we put a wheelbarrow on the back of our T-shirts, and it our model for the year was all in, you know, and, and of course, where's the wheelbarrow come from? I mean, I could get into the story about the high, walk, high, high wire walker, you know, and he, he put a high wire, well, I'm getting into it, um, he put a high wire in between his two house, these two houses, and he walked across a piece of cake. Um, everybody that watched thought he should expand, so he goes to the city and they and they do it between two buildings and then he goes to the really big city and they put it between two skyscrapers and he walks across a piece of cake and then they put it across this canyon and he walks across it and then he gets this promoter and this promoter is like we got to keep getting bigger and we got to keep getting better and he's like okay so now what I need you to do is I need you to get up on this high wire and I need you to push a wheelbarrow across you walk across and push this wheelbarrow and I think it's perfect and so the high wire guy finally says to the promoter, you know, I think these ideas are really good. And I appreciate you you helping me out and, you know, expanding everything, but pushing this wheelbarrow across the, you get in the wheelbarrow and I'll push you across and, and let's see where we're at. And so that the idea of all in means you can't have one foot in the wheelbarrow and one foot on the side and make it across the highway. You got to be, you got to have both feet in and you got to have everything in it. In order for you to get across, and so that's where that came from, um, you know. And then that that also led to, you know, our our um, Claude Bissell quote, which is excellence is the result of caring more than others think wise, risking more than others think safe, dreaming more than others think practical, and expecting more than others think possible. And that was kind of the the theme that we had, you know. So not only all in, but then that quote, um, and then you were around for 2015.
0: you got anything? Yeah, I, I had one of those shirts.
1: Yeah, probably still do. Sleeves cut off though, I would imagine. Probably. Now, yeah. Yeah. At This point in time, mm-hmm. but it was just a shift. It was a shift in our mindset. It was a shift in our, in our program, as far as everything that we did was tied into that all in um, statement, you know, in that, in that theme. Um, and then 2016, you know, that was a year that we brought back a whole bunch. And, and we had a lot of people that, that, were after us and thought we were going to be pretty good, and we thought we were going to be pretty good, and and we had hunted as, uh, as our theme for the year. However, this one was the, this was the interesting one. I, I flew to, Jake and I flew on a Friday afternoon in early August. We flew to Colorado for a wedding, and on the plane, I read a book by Josh Metcalf called Chop Wood Carry Water, and every chapter I read was like, man, this is really good. I need to read, you know, I need, I need to have this as a as a, a theme for the week, and I need to have this for a theme of week, and I just kept saying every every chapter was really good. So when I got back, that is when we incorporated reading, basically free read and open read for the uh, the kids after every day after practice. And so we read Chop Wood and Carry Water. Um, not only did we have Hunted, but we also had Chop Wood and Carry Water, and we read that book throughout the throughout the year, and we read you know a chapter a day, um, get all the kids in. And it would be at the end of practice, we'd bring the freshmen down, all the all the sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Everybody sitting around, and we'd read a chapter a day, and and tie that into some of the different things we were doing. And that kind of led us into the the idea behind reading books, um, and and incorporating that. So that was a really good piece for us. Um, and then in 2017, I read a book by Mark Batterson, um, and, and our theme was Chase the Lion. We had a big lion on the back of our our camp shirts and. and Chase the lion was uh, was a theme, and we also had a little uh, saying for that, you know, a little motto. Um, and I thought that was really important for us, you know, because it it is um, instead of hearing the roar and, and running away, we, we wanted to hear the roar and, and go take it on, you know, chase chase that that uh, mythical lion and and uh, take on all all of the obstacles and everything else that goes along with that. Got anything yet for those? No, I'm just listening. Uh, okay, um, and then in 2018, um, we had a big sledgehammer on the back of our shirts because we we not only read "Pound the Stone" by Josh Metcalf, another one by Josh Metcalf, but we also incorporated that into um, our our piece as far as um, our theme for the year. And and really, there's there's two things behind that. Number one, um, you know, "Pound the Stone" is very similar to "Break the Rock." You know, it's it's the same saying. Uh, and that's a model that we've had for many, many years about, you know, not not necessarily what you're doing as a freshman and not necessarily what you're doing as a sophomore and not even necessarily as what you're doing as a junior. But if you keep hammering away and you keep doing the things that you're doing, eventually there's going to be a breakthrough and, and uh, um, that's what we preach. And so that tied into that. And then the second thing was, you know, it was important for us that, you know, we, we had an unfortunate suicide in, in the, um, winter, I guess, the February of, of, uh, 2018. Um, and I thought it was important for us to, to address that. And in Pound the Stone, there's a suicide. And so that was something that we we tied in. And that was really the main reason why that book was read was because I knew that was going to give us an opportunity to touch upon that subject. And I think it's important for us to do that. And, it, and you know, I feel bad for the, the group that graduated in 2018 because we didn't get to address that as a football team, you know, as a football program. But I do feel pretty good that that group that, that was with us in, in the uh, fall of 2018, <clears throat> we, got to, we got to go through and, and talk about that and, and read it. And you know I, I thought it was important for us to address that. So that's kind of how that one tied in. Um, 2019 was uh, uh, the book, Make Your Bed, which was basically based on the uh, commencement speech at the University of Texas that an Admiral um, from the Navy had given and he wrote a book Make your bed and there are 10 lessons in there we tied that in to what we were doing and one of the things in there is is dare to win which was from the british uh, air service from back in the day you know basically in order for you to be great you have to dare to do things that that are outside your norm and so we put a we put a an old uh airplane on the back of our shirts and that was our model for the year in 2019 which was dare to win um, and we read that book you know and then this year 2020 in the back of our shirts, I don't know if you've noticed, but the end with the spear, which is uh, something that we really enjoy. And in the, in the spot, if you had, if the end was a person where a heart would go, we put, we put a a red heart in the middle of that on our backs and and that's a warrior's heart. Um, Don't have a book that we're tying in, but we are doing some things this, you know, this year that tie into Um, what it means to be a a, a warrior and and, um, you know like this week is service and we'll talk more about that here in just a little bit but just that shift for us um, in our program to making our theme tied around something that's important for us not just for football but for life Um, and then if we can figure out a way to get a book or or something for that matter Um, and this year's a little strange you know because we don't see the freshmen very much Uh, in fact hardly at all and and that I'm having a tough time with that, but you know the the warrior's heart and I'm um, having an influence and moving forward. You know we'll we'll probably get back on the train of of uh, having a book and and trying to read that so that we can we can learn something and we may even um, bring back chop wood carry water and some of those other books so that we can reemphasize what it is that they they bring and what they talk about because chop wood carry water is a great one. So you got anything?
0: Yeah, I I was just going to add in
1: the whole theme
0: concept is is I think sometimes people try to be so catchy with a theme, like it's got to have this certain ring to it. And, you know, that's the important part. But the, the important part isn't necessarily the theme. It's what you do with that theme and how it fits into what you're doing. You know, if you came up with a a theme and you said, oh, this year we're going to chop wood, carry water, and then never talked about chopping wood or carrying water and what that means. Like at that point, you're just trying to come up with a catchy saying when, when listening to you, the it's more importantly, what the message is that goes along with it. Not just what we're going to say, you know, kind of the practice, what you preach kind of thing.
1: And, and the, and the most important thing for us is, is, is how do we get that message across? And, and often you know, this year is an exception, but oftentimes it, it's it's centered around a book, you know, and we do read to our kids. And, and it's like, you know, we're back in elementary school and they sit around and they get comfortable at the end of practice and we read a chapter or we read a section of, of the book. And, and I think it's important for us to do that because they do, those guys writing, you know, John Gordon and, and Josh Metcalf do such a better job than what I could ever do. So why not utilize what they're, what they do and, and try to help? get that message across through that that method. Well, I think that helps relate it to
0: the kids and what would be important, you know, not just to say, hey, go read this book. You know, you always hear, hey, go read a book. And it's like, okay, great. But what am I going to get from reading the book? And, and I think a lot of times with, especially kids in season, how can we focus their thought as opposed to to not just consuming their time that they have this this little bit of time spend it all reading this book. Well, how about we just talk about what message we're getting from the book so that you can kind of center it, you know, for them and, and help them, you know, get to that point that that you think is important.
1: And I think the the other thing, you know, one of the so for us in our portfolio, you know, one of the things that kids have to do is they have to have a reading law. You know, they've got they've got to read books. And and when we finish a book, you know, like last year we finished make your bed. Well, you can put that in because now you have read a book and, and, you know, you start to finish, you've heard it all. So um, that also helps our kids a little bit. You know, we're ensuring, and just like you talked about, you know, Hey, go read a book. Yeah. How many of them are actually going to pick up a book and read it? Well, I can guarantee you that when we read a book, they've read it. They, they've heard the whole thing because we, we, we made sure that they got that taken care of. So I think it's important for us to do that. Um, and again, a shift for us, you know, that, that, and we talked about it before about that that shift for us as far as getting to focusing more on relationships and focusing more on on how do we handle kids rather than what kind of scheme are we running you know and you and I have talked about this on many occasions you know when you first came to norwalk it was it was scary you know from a from a relationship standpoint, not just between myself and other coaches as you you know saw firsthand but also myself and and dealing with the kids and so this has also helped break down some of those barriers and help build those relationships up a little bit. So it's important for us, the themes, um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that we're in this spot and I, and I think it's, it's helped us grow as a program. And I think that's part of the reason why we have as many kids, not the only reason, but it's part of the reason why we have so many kids that want to be involved in our program. Well, you've really
0: shifted, you know, from <laughs> 2013 to 2015 when I was there. You know, right. I mean, you were almost unapproachable. And I'm not saying just from my own personal uh, standpoint, I think kids thought you were unapproachable, you know, and there was something that happened with you where the relationship piece became the priority. You know, and we talked, you know, your the senior trip is is a good example of yep. where that becomes more about what the relationship is with the kids and not, you know, here's what we're going to do or here's how we're going to win or whatever it is. So you, you shifted, I think, you know, when you talk about 2015 is the first year you really like cognizantly did something like this, I think it's probably because that was the first time you really put that as, you know, a, a priority, you know,
1: at the top of your list. It became important, you know, and, and we had a special group of kids, you know, that, that group that were juniors and seniors that year in 2015 meshed really well with one another, you know, and, I, and I, I'll talk about it until I can't remember. Um, but we are, we are getting ready and it's exceptionally warm. I don't know if you remember that the week of the semifinals, um, even the week of the finals was warm and I am coming down the hill and that group, you know, Caleb Reese has got his flag in his, in his shorts. It's a Thursday. We're getting ready. Well, it's a Wednesday because we're getting ready to play on a Thursday coming down the hill and they are screwing around having an unbelievably good time with a huge game the next day. And they don't care they're throwing flags at one another you know on, whatever they were doing, but just the the ability for that group to get along so well made a huge difference for us in our program.
0: They felt comfortable uh, enough yeah. to be themselves and do that, where like i said i I would say the two years before that, when my first year there, I don't think there was the ability for them to be like that because. I don't think they would have thought it was okay with you. Sure, you know, not sure. saying that just dinking around is is what you want kids to do, but that's what that group was, and that's why they were fun to be around. Because, well, honestly, because I kind of felt like I was a lot like them. Like that's what I would want to <laughs> do, you know. So you were, you, know, you yeah, still are. Ex- exactly, exactly. And I think I think that's because that's who I am. But that doesn't mean that that's what every team is going to be like that that you have. You know, that's a unique group that you know valued the relationship over any other part of that team and sure. I think if that's your that's your priority you know you're going to make it important and, and if that's the the thing that you're going to make important you're going to be successful because at the end of the day it's going to be the relationship not the scheme that is going to get you to
1: whatever that next level is right and and that makes a huge difference and so you know for me um, as we move forward and, and we get ready to wrap this up, you know, if, if you've got anything that you do, not just you, but our listeners, if they've got anything that they do, you know, from a, from a theme standpoint, I'd love to hear about that or, or anything else that you do program-wise that would help with, uh, you know, your relationships and, and building that, um, as, we, as we've talked about many times, that culture, um, send that in. Let us know what it is, and, and we'll talk about it next time, you know, as we, as we talk about feedback. You got any final thoughts from uh, Papa Burger and, and themes?
0: That just the the message is not nearly as important as the lessons you get out of it. You know what whatever that that saying is going to be or theme or whatever you want to call it. Make it more about the substance, not about how cool it sounds or or
1: you know how you can make it catchy. I think that's a uh, that's a good way to end that that segment. I think that's a good good reminder to everybody. Um, We're going to move on to the history and I and You know, this week is homecoming for us, which then in turn means that we are, uh, we do community pep rally on Thursday, which then means at the community pep rally, we do the Hall of Fame induction, you know, the athletic Hall of Fame induction. And I think it's important for us. I love, okay, now this, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I love the community pep rally from the Hall of Fame side and the history piece of it. I can't stand the community pep rally because I have to talk in public. And I don't like talking in public. And I especially don't like talking in public in the stadium, on that microphone, when whatever it is that I just said is now coming back into my ear as I am trying to say the next piece. So all that being said, end of the day, it's important for our kids that are currently in school to hear and learn about some of those people that, you know, that are being inducted into the Hall of Fame and why, what did they do? And it's important for us to understand our history and to know our past. And I think that's I love it. I love the the of uh, fame. Well,
0: listening to that message you just said, Paul, it's not about you. Okay? So I get that you don't <laughs> like doing that, but this is not about Paul Patterson. This is about everybody else that is a part of the community pep rally.
1: I, amen. Yes. I, I can't disagree with that. I don't like speaking in public. Oh, you'll be fine. I don't have to talk this year. Oh, even better. Oh, you have no idea. Stop whining and go enjoy the community pep rally. No, I was not whining. I was just telling Mm. you that one side I I enjoy and the other side I don't enjoy. This year, I only have one side, and that's to enjoy it. What do you think of that? I think it's not about you still. Accurate. We are going to celebrate and talk about Brent Walker, who is getting inducted as a coach. Because he didn't go to Norwalk. He went to Roosevelt. Then he went, eventually he ended up at Simpson. I think he was out in Colorado for a little while. And then he's, he ended up, ended up in Simpson and for sure played football at Simpson. I don't know if he did anything else at Simpson, but I know he played football. Um, he ended up in Norwalk in 1973. He started in the fall of 1973. He coached JV football and he helped Jim Kane with girls basketball. 1980 and 81 of course they were state champs you know in 1981 they won two right they won the small class and then they beat ankeny in the big class uh-huh. um and he was an assistant then in 1988 he took over as head girls basketball coaches jim retired um and went into the guidance counselor portion of of jim's career and then and, and i still don't know the answer to this but in 1989 89 or 90 he was done coaching football and just and just was basketball the rest of the day. um in, 2000, in the 2007-2008 season, he hit his 300th win, which is a fairly significant um, milestone. And in 2006, of course, they were state champions. And he retired from basketball um, after the 2008-2009 basketball season. Great career in Norwalk. Um, not only as a, as a basketball coach and a, an assistant football coach, but also as a, as a teacher in the English department for us. Um, and, and Brent Walker, he's, he's the history this year or this week. When you talk about programs at Norwalk,
0: I mean, girls basketball has to rank towards the top of, of the most successful ones, right?
1: Or maybe it is I, the most
0: successful one.
1: Uh, I think you would have to go soccer. Soccer, oh, boys, yeah, soccer yeah. boys soccer, it, it, you know, if we're talking straight state championships, boys soccer yeah, would be would be call. that one. But, um, you know, girls basketball. And, and I just talked to Al a little bit today about this, you know, because I was going back just to make sure I had the year right as to the year that they won their state championship with with Brent. Um, do you know Norwalk's first state basketball tournament appearance for the girls? You're sure. never going to guess. 1920. Wow. and they lost in the first round. I think they lost to Essex 15 to 1. <laughs> That's on the on the girls you know when you go back and you look at the the history of the girls state tournament. That was that was in there. Essex must have been pretty good defensively that year. Yeah. I don't know all those scores. You should go back later like 11 to 8, um 12 to 6. I mean they they just they were really low scoring back in the 1920s. That's like a fourth grade girls basketball tournament. I'm right? not sure what basketball looked like back in the 1920s but i'm assuming that it was really slow paced lots of passing especially well, if you they, watch you know at hickory they scored one point
0: i mean yeah obviously a free throw yeah must have missed the second
1: yeah if well did they even have a bonus back then i don't even know was it a 1 and 1 make know. the first miss the second i don't know um so oh, that was it. Brent Walker, congratulations. on making the, uh, making the hall of fame. You know, you, you deserve it. And, uh, you had a heck of a career in Norwalk and we're thankful for everything that you did. And, um, I, 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 I am thankful and very grateful that I got to know him as well as I did. And I was around him for a long time, you know, and, uh, he and I got to, got to, we, we chatted a little bit more as, as I got older and he got closer to retirement. Um, about some of the things that he used to do. And, and you know, like he, he loves to go fishing. That's one of the things that he loves doing it. Um, there's Walker, I think it's Walker, Minnesota, that uh, he likes to visit, you know. His last name is Fame. Okay. Yeah, and he likes to go up there. So, Brent Walker. Congratulations Brent Walker. on making the Hall of
0: Fame. Yeah, congratulations, Very
1: first of all. That's an
0: incredible career. How many other people are going into Hall of Fame this five. week? Five. So there,
1: there are six total, one coach, five, five athletes. Um, and I and I know I'm not gonna get them all right, so I'm not going to say the say the athletes. That's fair. Just, be, just because I know I I know three for sure, but the other two I the other two I'm struggling with to remember. Um, so we're gonna move on to the positive portion. You know, and, and this week for me, you know, I talked about uh, how much I really enjoy the history piece from from the Hall of Fame. This is also the week that we have chosen to do our food drive. And, I, and this is one of my favorite weeks uh, throughout the year as far as the, the football season goes. And, and part of that is because I think it's important for us to understand that there's a need for help and there's a need for uh, our, our Norwalk food pantry and, and us trying to get some food in there, I think is is really important for us. And I think it's a, um, I think it's a great lesson for our kids to, be a part of just from the standpoint that they get to see you know the need uh, of people having to go there once a week because because they're struggling a little bit and and we're a little bit more fortunate than those people and and we have an opportunity to help them and I think that's really important for us so our theme for the week you know as we as we talk is uh is service and I think it's in uh, it's one of my favorite weeks not only from the food drive but the um with the history piece but uh, hopefully, we do a great job with the with the food drive, and, and we knock it out. You know, we're it's different. We don't get to go door to door like we normally do, uh, so we're just relying on people bringing things into us. And uh, we're off to a pretty good start. You know, I'm going to send a tweet out here probably before I go to bed about uh, the food, and taking a picture, and then we've got we got monetary donation already um, for them to go buy things. You know, at the food pantry. So that's our positive for the week. I'd like to uh, donate. Uh, okay. Yeah, count me in. Let's do it. And and we're we're accepting we're accepting donations, all the way through Friday morning when we take the food to the food food pantry. And and talked to the uh, the gentleman that's in charge of the food pantry here in Norwalk and just said, hey, you know, I know it's a little bit out of the norm because typically we take it on Wednesday night. You know, we do our food drive on Wednesday night, uh, but because we're not going door to door, is it okay if we deliver Friday morning? And he was all for it. So I was really excited about that and, yeah, any 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 which way we can get some food. I don't know if I'll send Al down to you, um, to uh, to get that food from you, but somehow we'll get it. I'll figure it out. I'll donate don't anything except mashed cauliflower. Ooh. That, that I'm that I'm keeping for myself. Just had so side note. Christy and I were just talking today. She bought some different mashed cauliflower. It's still bird's eye, mm-hmm. just different flavors. Mm-hmm. So I think I had sour cream and chives today. Cool. Yeah, good. absolutely fantastic. It's good. And, mm-hmm. and then tomorrow, I think I'm going to have the garlic one again. I've had that before, but the sour cream and chives, delicious today. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Maybe I'll donate some of those just so everyone else can have a chance. They have got to be
1: frozen. That's not a very good donation. Mm. That's Babe, tough. That would be We're, tough. We are not refrigerating anything, so please don't <laughs> send anything that needs to be refrigerated. Fine. I'll come um, up with something else that's really good. Yeah. Peanut butter. Mmm. Peanut butter. So as we wrap this up, want to make sure that everybody knows the next two episodes have been planned out. And it's a two-part series. And it's basically talking about coaching. And we have invited um four of our more loyal listeners, I didn't say fans, but loyal listeners, um Bill Martin, Brandon Schmitz, Jake Brown, and Jeff Graby to be a part of a basically a roundtable discussion. And the first part of that is just going to be simply, why do you coach? You know, how did you come to be uh, a coach and, and what got you into it? And then the second episode along the same lines is going to be, why are you in Norwalk? What makes Norwalk special that you have decided to stay in? Obviously two of those four are Norwalk grads. So they, they've got a little bit different deal, but I, I think it's important for us to maybe draw some people in and, and have a conversation about why do you coach? You know, if, if Part of this this podcast is supposed to be about not just high school sports and some of the you know like the podcast confessional and some of this other stuff, but helping helping coaches out you know and, and creating a platform for people to to hear different things and and talk about different things and different aspects of coaching. Why not talk about the why and the in the how? So that's it um, as far as the next two episodes. We got to figure out a time. Um, any thoughts on that right
0: away? Yeah. the The first thing I think of is I think it will be a really good conversation, not, not just to like get behind, you know, why people do things, but I think that's a good personality grouping. Like I think yeah. there'll be some fun involved in it too, you know, not just the down to business. I think there'll be some, I think a solid showing of individual personalities within that conversation.
1: Well, so the, the first thing that we have to do is we've got to make sure that all four of them are relaxed. You know what I mean? I mean they they've got to feel comfortable. Otherwise, oh don't look at me like that because you know Brandon Schmitz is gonna have a tough time. You're, That's you're, what I'm
0: saying. He is okay. going to be
1: he is gonna be wound. We gotta figure out how to get him to be himself and, and give us some answers and not be politically correct when he's given the answers as to why he coaches and why he does what he does. So is, if we can get everybody comfortable having a conversation, you know, just like us, you know, our, our transformation from podcast number one to podcast number nineteen. Um, is significantly different, yeah you know as far as we 're at so that 's it for the uh, um, the next two episodes and and you know as, as we always say we, we appreciate hearing from people and we appreciate feedback you know and, and most of you that give us feedback are, are really um, loyal as far as making sure that we hear from you and, and I appreciate that and, and of course i 'll always say it it 's good to hear in your name on the on the podcast. You know, just like the last one I talked about, you and Misty coming to the fire pit. That was you know, fun. Um, huh? Yeah. Um, was a good time. So, I want to thank you. You know, again, we're over 100 listens per episode on the average, and I think that's pretty awesome. So, thank you to all the listeners, and, and please give us any feedback. You know, we're, we're open to, to hear it. Um, we may not like it, but we're open to hear it all, and and I think it's important for you to share it with us. And and this was episode 19 of talking the Walk, Walt Disney. I am Paul Patterson. And I'm the guest host, Lee Nelson. Oh, I like how you ended that. I am guest host, Lee Nelson. That's great. And I appreciate you coming on. You know, and as we talked last time, there, there, isn't, there isn't anybody that, that would be able to do this with me like you do. So I appreciate, I appreciate you coming that. on. And, I appreciate that. Well, and I mean, just so that we know, you're, you're always going to be first call for filling in. And, and hopefully it works out, you know, as we move on. And so, you know, both of us had, had games tonight at home. And so it, it made it a little later and it's a little later than now, or, you know, than normal, but, but we got it in and we got knocked out and, um, nobody else would be able to fill in. Well, Here and if I heard. know you, if I know you the way I think I do, if I,
0: if I'm the first call, I better say yes. Or are there not going to be a second call? <laughs> I Oh, <Well>, that's accurate. <laughs> loyalty is very high on your list. So I'm going to say Yes. Uh we, we no, just have to
1: figure out a time. Yeah. We did. It's ten forty right now, but I know, but I'm saying you know, if if you're the first response is yes, and then we'll figure out details after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm definitely saying yes. Well, I'll be honest with you. I think I'd fly solo. I don't know if I could bring anybody else on to, to co host. I could bring other people on to be a guest, but not to co host. I think you're it. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I appreciate you. And I appreciate everybody listening. You know, this is uh, two, or Monday, September 14th, episode 19, Walt Disney, Talking the Walk. Signing off. Paul Patterson. Guest host, Lee Nelson. Closing time. Thank you for listening to the Talking the Walk podcast show. Yeah.